Welcome to The Healthy Beast. Today's guest is Richie Bostock, also known as The Breath Guy on Instagram. He's teaching classes up and down the country. He's at Wilderness Festival. He's at the Lululemon Sweat Life on 22nd and 23rd of June. He teaches people how to breathe so that they can be healthy. You don't get ill. It turbocharges your immune system and helps you live longer. The Breath Guy. He's also at Glastonbury. So you might as well get going. Mm -hmm. Richie Bostock, the breath guy. Now, you, we just did some breath work, which mm -hmm. was totally new to me, and you started off by telling me that I don't breathe correctly, which is <laughs> kind of what well, I expected. You know what? You're, you're, um, you're in the majority there, actually. Like, I would say in the work that I do, probably 85 to 90% of people don't breathe in a way that is biomechanically completely efficient. Um, and that's for a host of different reasons, you know, it's, it's some things as simple as constantly wearing tight trousers, tight belts, tight skirts, tight dresses, sitting down all the time really affects our breathing mechanic. Yeah. You're making me, I'm, as you speak, I'm sitting up. <laughs> exactly. But, and, and a bunch of other things as well, things like chronic stress, even, um, past traumas or any kind of emotional things that you're, uh, going through as well can all affect the way that you breathe. Um, but for you, I think it was very much, you know, you breathe high up into the chest um, and not really activating your diaphragm in the right way. And uh, so these were things that we were working on before, just before we kicked into the breathwork session and, and during as well as trying to create some space and some relaxation throughout your abdomen so that you can breathe lower into your body. So not breathing enough into my belly. Yeah, into your belly. And it's a, such a simple test to see is if you put one hand on your belly, one hand in your chest, and take it just a slightly larger breath, where does the movement happen? Do you feel it all in your chest? Do you feel it all in your belly? Is it a bit of both? Is there one more than the other? Ultimately, it should be in both, but it's, the breath should start lower in the body, kind of at the bottom of the rib cage. So yeah, it's, it's something that's so important for everyone to become aware of. And that's actually the very first step of breath work is becoming aware of your breathing and noticing how you do it. So we spent about just, just less than 15 minutes and we were, it was this breathing exercise where I, I'll explain how I saw it and yeah. then maybe explain what actually was happening. So I'm breathing in and out to, to kind of over and over again to fill the body with oxygen, I presume, and then holding the breath. And then you get this kind of, again, you can say properly what happened afterwards, but then you get this kind of natural high. I mean, to say what I feel after 15 minutes, you do feel quite kind of, it's, it's kind of how you feel after doing yoga for a long time, that kind of super relaxed and... It's kind of like, uh, the way I explain it is kind of like blissful energy, right? Where you feel relaxed, but it's not that lethargic relaxation where you feel like you're sleepy and you want to go to bed. It's like, I feel super relaxed, yet I, I have energy and I like, I want to do stuff. And, you know, I call that, I mean, a lot of people call that flow state or like peak performance state, something like that. Um, and yeah, I think we only did about 12, 13 minutes of breathing and to get to that point straight away is really cool. But the, um, the techniques that we use and a lot of this deep breathing, you know, there's this conception that if we take some deep, deep breaths that we're like hyper oxygenating the body or over oxygenating the body. It's actually not the case. Um, you know, so what our, is that thing when you're feeling lightheaded? What is that? Yeah. Well, our blood uh, oxygen saturation for most healthy people, somewhere between you know, 97, 98% already. 
So if you're taking some deep breaths and getting it to 100%, it's not really doing much. Your, our blood's basically already saturated. Um, what you're experiencing more in that, um, with let's say the lightheadedness or that, that buzzing sensation that you have over your body is more like changing how your nervous system is firing. This deep breathing a little bit faster than normal, a little bit deeper than normal is very, what we call sympathetically activating. It's very arousing for your nervous system. It's creating a lot of energy. It's so, a, so they use this, they use this sorry to interrupt, yeah. that sympathetic nervous system. They use that a lot in yoga and I'm, mm. it's one of the things I'm never quite sure what they mean. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. So, so, you're, so you're, you're causing your, your body to react and... Yeah, so we have this thing in our body called the autonomic nervous system and this is the nervous system that governs everything that we don't think about. So whether it's your digestion, your hormones, your respiratory rate, your heart beating, all these things, it's governed by this nervous system. And this nervous system is split up into two parts itself. There's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is responsible for what people commonly talk about as your fight or flight response. It's your stress response. So when your body goes into stress, um, your sympathetic nervous system is activated in a big way. When your body is in relaxation, it's in this parasympathetic nervous system, often referred to as your rest and digest response. And you're almost always in a combination of the two, but depending on what's happening around you or how you feel, you'll be in one more than the other. So you need to quieten one to in, in order to yeah. enjoy the other one. Basically. Think of it kind of like a seesaw, right? We're kind of, or even like on a scale, you know, with the sympathetic being on one side, parasympathetic being on the other side, and you're always kind of shifting backwards and forwards in between. Um, but you know what? So many people, uh, especially in busy cities like London, uh, are constantly in a state of stress and are constantly in a state of fight or flight, and they don't even know it. So their nervous system is constantly in this sympathetic mode, this activated mode, and it gets rigid, it gets stuck there. So even when they have nothing to do and they try and relax, their nervous system's forgotten how to do it because the body is such a behavior forming machine. It's a pattern forming machine. So if you're constantly in a state of stress, even if let's say you go on holiday, you know how people go on holiday and they say it takes them like three or four days to even like get into the holiday? It's because your nervous system has forgotten what it feels like to relax. So that's one of those um, things people say that really bothers me because I don't know, because it, it, it seems to miss out on the whole idea of holiday really that you get there and likely you're this ball of tension mm. and then you're and then you're like worried at the end about going home. But no, it doesn't seem to miss the point of holidays. It seems to miss the point about your life mm. because I think if your life is in the is in this is lived in in the way that when you go on holiday you're you're a ball of stress and then you're worried when you're going back then you might want to question what, well, your, yeah. what your life's like. You know? I mean if you're you know have a, a nine to five job and you have you know was it four weeks of holiday or five weeks of holiday a year and that's the only period of the year that you actually enjoy and that you get to relax into then maybe you need to start thinking about some things you know like lifestyle changes because I honestly believe that stress is the biggest uh, problem issue even killer in our society and that so many uh, very serious health and men uh, physical health and mental problems start with chronic stress um, so if you can work that out whether it's through changing the environment around you your routine your job or just what's happening um, or managing your state better internally more of your internal world uh, then you can take big big steps towards improving the quality of your life now did you get into this breath breath work yeah um, 
purely by accident, actually. Uh, it's quite a few years ago, my dad was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, uh, MS, it's an autoimmune disease. And like all autoimmune diseases, there's no magic pill that you can just take and it's gone. It's, uh, it's with you for life and you have to work out the best way to manage it. Um, and so I, uh, I was always on the lookout for things that could help him out, whether it's lifestyle changes, alternative therapies, these kinds of things. And then I was listening to a podcast with a, and I came across a man by the name of Wim Hof, known as the Iceman. And for anyone who doesn't know who he is, he's this crazy Dutch dude. Um, and uh, he's called the Iceman because I think he holds 20 odd world records all related to cold exposure. So it's like swimming under ice for the longest period of time. Um, he nearly summited Everest just wearing shorts and nothing else. Um, he sat in an ice bath for nearly two hours uh, without um, yeah, experiencing crazy changes in body temperature. So he uh, is a pretty remarkable dude. Um, but he was talking about how through his own experience, he's created this method or technique that's useful for everyone's health and well-being. Um, but particularly, it's very good for people who have autoimmune issues. Uh, so the technique really simply is breathing techniques and gradual cold exposure. So simplest form is like going and having a cold shower. And then eventually you might build your way up to doing like ice baths and that sort of thing. So naturally I was curious. I was like, okay, maybe this could be useful. So I, uh, I went to my dad and he's typical Brit, right? Old school Brit. And I was like, hey mate. Um, this Dutch guy called the Iceman says, if you breathe and take a cold shower, it's gonna help your MS. And naturally, and I look back on it now, probably should have expected the reaction that I got of, yeah, I'm not with you, mate, Linda. But you know, sometimes you have a gut feeling about things, like something feels right. And this was one of those things. So I decided that, I well, I did some more research and found that he hosts these retreats in Poland in the middle of winter. So you go, to Poland in the middle of winter, you spend a week with him or one of his instructors and you do uh, all the crazy stuff that he does. You learn the technique and then you do the ice swimming, the climbing mountains in your shorts. And I was like, you know what? This just sounds like a good time. And uh, let's see if I think this is useful. So I ended up flying to Poland and just had the most incredible, impactful week of my life. Um, where you would, yeah, you know, we were hiking in the snow barefoot, minus six so degrees. Wim Hof running it, or one of his. It was one of his instructors, of his instructors. when I was there. Yeah, yeah, I just. So you just have a group of you. Twenty-five people, men, women, young, old, fit, not fit. Yeah, and uh, a couple of his instructors, and we just had the most incredible time. Um, and you know, the the highlight of it all is we climbed the tallest mountain in Poland just wearing shorts. It's like minus nineteen degrees. Takes like nearly four hours to get to the top. And you did this. Yeah. Did everyone do it? All twenty five of us. Really? Yeah. And you know what? Throughout the entire week, um, not as much as like one person didn't even get a sniffle. Really? Yeah. It was really an eye opening experience. It's one of those, you know, one of those moments in life where it just completely blows all conception of what you think is possible and what isn't and you know if, if it's a very special moment and for me you know the cold things were very very cool but what was most impactful for me was the breathing we would do these long 45 minute breathing sessions uh, where we would go really deep and everyone was having some pretty powerful experiences and I just remember coming out of the first session that I've ever done in my life there in Poland and just having this incredible sense of clarity 
power, confidence, like any doubt in my mind on anything in my life was completely stripped away and I felt like I could do anything. And I remember thinking and feeling this and then going, wait a minute, all I did was just breathe. Why doesn't everyone else know about this? And if you can access this kind of feeling or this kind of state just by breathing, then it's kind of criminal that not everyone knows that this is available to them. And so uh, that, that kind of stuck with me. But you know, to cut a long story short, I came back home and showed dad photos, told him the stories of my experience in Poland. And he um, was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. And fast forward, you know, we're five years now. Um, he breathes every day, cold showers every day, changes diet in a big way, which is super, super, super important for anyone with autoimmune issues. Um, and the progression of his MS just completely stopped in his tracks without any intervention. So pretty powerful. But, um, and so my family obviously have felt the impact of what this work can do. But then I started Googling like, okay, what else can people do with breathing? Is this a thing? And then I came across this thing called breath work. And there's this whole underground community of people that do so many different things just by using the breath. So I spent the next three years traveling, I think across five different continents all up, um, learning from different, you know, uh, breath work masters, yogis, physiotherapists, psychologists, counselors, doctors, uh, athletic trainers, um, learning about what people were doing using the breathing. And as it turns out, there's a lot of different ways to breathe that can create a whole host of different benefits. And so that's where we come to breath work now, which is simply, as I mentioned before, anytime you become aware of your breathing and then change it or use it to create some sort of physical, mental, emotional benefit for yourself. I think it's, it's great what you said about it's only breathing. Cause I think that in a way that would be the problem for people. Cause they're like, how can you possibly do anything beneficial just by doing something that I can do in a slightly different way? And I think that's, that's where particularly, you know, with a, maybe with an older generation where, you know, acupuncture is a bit out there, mm. you know, it can be, it can sound like a weird thing. And, and Wim Hof, who you mentioned, I mean, maybe he is crazy for the things he does, but I guess people see him as this crazy guy, but to think that you can so simply change not just how you feel, but actually how your body is is dealing with illness, is dealing with stress and all these things is, in, is incredible, I think. But yeah, I guess selling it to people when it's such a simple thing yeah. is hard. But you've got, so you're the breath guy on Instagram, you've got thousands of people following you and you are you doing one-to-ones or are you doing group? Yeah, a mixture. Um, and you know, it's a great point and actually, you know, sharing breath work with people who have never done it before is my absolute favorite thing in the world because, you know, perhaps kind of like how you experienced as well, you kind of open your eyes after the session and you kind of just trying to reorientate yourself and just make sense of what just happened. And, you know, we just did like a, just over 10 minutes, but my classes usually go for 45 minutes minimum. And when we do a session like that, people are coming out with wide eyes going, what just happened? How did that happen? And I don't understand. And you need to explain it to them. Um, you know, the cool thing about it though, is although it sounds kind of strange, how can I affect so much of my, how I think or how I feel or my physical health, um, just by breathing. But it makes a lot of sense when you actually start to explain the science, because you know, the way that we breathe, you know, affects every single system in your body, whether it's your endocrine system, your digestive system, your cardiovascular system, your nervous system, um, even your lymphatic system, it, it touches on all these points. So 
it kind of makes sense that if you start to change your breathing in certain ways, that's going to change the way that these systems fire. And it, right now, it's we're in a process now of really getting the science of okay, what does each part of the breath do? So if I extend an inhale, how does that affect the various systems in my body? If I extend the exhale, what does that do? If I do breath holding, what does that do? If I breathe fast, what does that do? If I breathe slow, what does that do? Um, and then from there, working backwards towards, okay, so if I wanna make the nervous system do this, or I wanna secrete this hormone or increase this hormone in my blood, then how do I do that using breathing with the information that I have? And that's where breath work, I think, needs a little bit more science behind it. And it's what I'm trying to do. I've invested thousands and thousands of pounds on equipment to measure things like heart rate variability, uh, brain waves, levels of carbon dioxide and oxygen in your blood. Um, so many different things to try and really get quantitative data around, okay, what does breathing actually do? And then create routines similar to what we just did um, to go from there. But yeah, you know, the scale of breath work is very, very broad. You know, basically anytime you, you use your breath in any way, it's, it's breath work. So it can be as simple as a two to three minute technique to relax when you're feeling stressed, you know, or to breathe to, for two minutes to create energy in the body. And then on the other side, you have things like breathing for a form of therapy. You know, you can breathe using certain techniques which downregulate certain parts of the brain, upregulate other parts of the brain, so that you can actually really dive deep into the unconscious mind, really see what's going on inside of you, and actually work through things that aren't useful for you anymore in a very quick way, just by breathing. Think of it kind of like any kind of talking therapy, but on rocket fuel, the effect is so fast. Do you, is it always breath or do you combine it with any physical exercise as well or most of my stuff is breath work but there are definitely other people who are doing things with breath work um and combining it with like physical practices or movement practices you know if for example i know you do brazilian jiu-jitsu um, one of the godfathers of brazilian jiu-jitsu hicks and gracie he knows his breath uh inside and out he's taught it to his son crone and i know crone teaches it to all his students so there are ways to use your breathing that advantage, um, yeah, that are very helpful for things like jujitsu or just any kind of physical practice. I was thinking that actually in mm. there, because when we did, there's a bit where you hold your breath, and you actually can hold your breath for a surprisingly long time. Mm. And I was thinking about how, because in jujitsu, it's useful to be able to hold your breath. Yeah, you someone's know, got their arm around your yeah. neck, yeah. To, to be able to buy, and not panic, to buy yourself time. You know what, that's one of the most useful parts of breath work, is whether you're breathing fast or whether you're holding your breath and seeing how long you can hold your breath for, you're really training your nervous system that is in this state of stress. You know, if you're not breathing, it's gonna eventually go into a state of stress because of lack of oxygen, buildup of carbon dioxide in your blood. Um, if you're breathing fast, you're putting your body into a mild form of stress. But if you are thinking at the same time, but you know what, I'm okay, I can breathe anytime I want, or I can slow down anytime I want. In fact, I'm in control and I'm totally safe. Then you're starting to build this mind-body connection between the body being in stress and the mind being totally okay and totally fine, which means that that's gonna translate into every single part of your life. So whether you know, you're at work and your boss says something that triggers you unconsciously straight away and you go into a state of stress or anxiety, you already have this connection of, but actually I'm fine and I'm safe and I'm in control. Or if you're on the mat and someone's got you, you know, in a rear naked choke, 
um, you can relax into it and say, okay, I know I've got time to work something out here. What do I do? And think clearly. So it translates across you know, so many different dimensions. Anything that gives you that ability to buy time and be calm is good. That's one of the good things about martial arts is, mm. is people that are good at it are generally calm. Mm -hmm. They're not kind of jittery people because they, they are when they start, when they start maybe, when they're not sure about how good they are. But after a while, it becomes a calming thing. And this seems like it's tapping in some of that same stuff. You know? I mean, completely. When you start to work in this, well, work with breath work, what you're doing is you're starting to learn how to influence this autonomic nervous system we've been talking about to be able to influence your stress levels or to be able to relax and to be able to choose which one. You know, I work with athletes and even some fighters as well because I have a martial arts background so I have a big passion around things like MMA and kickboxing and jiu-jitsu and before a fight in particular which for most uh, combat athletes is a very stressful time they'll either react in one of two ways or either become incredibly anxious and incredibly nervous and be in their big fight or flight response or they will freeze and they will feel very lethargic they won't feel like they even want to do anything they just they don't feel anything at all so for the people who are super anxious you need to work out a way to relax them to be able to get them back into a state of peace a state of um, presence so that they can actually perform at their best and for those people that need to be picked up you need to help them create some energy create some blood flow to create some 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 uh, electricity through the body get them stimulated get them you know on fire and you need to know how to use different techniques to achieve different things so um, it's it's basically giving you control to the the command ship you know like uh, you get to decide how you want to feel just by using your breathing it's, it's the deciding thing isn't it because I was thinking most people let's talk about say the people who are all stressed on the tube or whatever most people go through these ups and downs in their life so they're stressed they're not stressed they're stressed they're not stressed but they're allowing circumstance to decide it for them so you know i'll be stressed then because i'm doing a stressful thing i'll be stressed then because i'm doing a stressful thing oh it's a fun relaxing thing maybe we'll enjoy a holiday i'll enjoy allow myself to enjoy myself but to to, to realize that you have control over whether you're like that doing this or do it or you know whatever you whatever it is you decide to kind of get that back and actually you can decide not to be stressed you don't have to be constantly exactly and that that a lot of that comes down to our wiring or our programming of what things mean you know like a, a great example would be you know to use your tube example if you're just about to try and jump on the tube and to you know it's rush hour and like every inch of space is being taken and then someone just quickly jumps in front of you and takes that spot that you wanted Oh my goodness, right? Most people are, you know, this close to, to pulling them straight out, you know, and grabbing them by the hair or something. Um, but at the end of the day, if you take out any kind of, oh, this means they're disrespecting me or not obeying the rules, and you take any of that out, what realistically is the problem? Realistically, it means that you have to wait for the next tube, which at least in central London means only another couple of minutes. Um, and chances are that that one's actually going to be way less full because everyone just jumped on this one and you might actually have a nicer journey. So if you take away all these meanings and associations and just looked at, look at the objective facts of a situation, um, you might be surprised as to how little stressed you actually need to be. Now that's easier said than done because we all have egos and we all have these ideas of what we should and shouldn't do. Um, but 
you know, it's a great skill to be able to observe that in yourself and actually ask yourself the question, if you are stressed, does this make sense? Like, does it actually make sense or am I just being stressed because I think I should be? And, you know, that kind of process and thinking is super useful, but can also be really tricky. You know, you've probably been doing this your entire life. So just to, to get into your mind and your emotions using your mind and rationality can is quite hard, but you can use your breathing instead. Your breathing is like using your body to get into your mind and your emotions. And uh, so if you breathe in certain ways, it means it's going to make the physiological changes inside you, which means it has to happen. You will have to feel different. You'll have to think differently. Um, if you do it in the right way, you have no choice. So you don't, yeah, so you choose to do it and then you don't give your body a choice but to feel like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How healthy were you before you got into all of this? Well, I wasn't always teaching people how to breathe for a living. I actually used to work in management consulting in one of the big consulting firms. I did that for six years, and um, you know, I, I so I'm very used to the eighty to hundred hour work weeks and uh, Is that the boozy and the boozy, out, boozy yeah. lifestyle, the client lunches and. Uh, the living for the Friday nights, Saturdays, and Sunday afternoons. You know, in Australia, we we have the we call them the Sunday sessions, where you know it's between you know eleven and five kind of thing. You go out in the sun with your mates and and have a few. Um, and yeah, I'm so I absolutely live that lifestyle. But at the same time, you know, I was I've been a martial artist since I was six. You know, I did taekwondo for ten years, and then got into uh, kickboxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and then MMA. So. I've always been health focused, was always, you know, going to the gym from 17 years old, you know, so always very into health and fitness, but at the same time, just taking, um, it was just taking a real toll on my nervous system with the lifestyle that I was living. Um, it took a long time for me to realize that that work wasn't what I was supposed to do. And, uh, and then breath work kind of overlapped with that period anyway. So it made a lot of sense. But I mean, I just wish that I knew these things when I was back in my, my management consulting job, you know, because, you know, the amount of times that I was just, you know, you're, you're, in, you're in the office and you know, it's 8.30, 9 o'clock at night and you're under those fluorescent lights and you're pumping out that final report or getting this last client deliverable done and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm so tired or my, I've got brain fog. I can't think and I know that actually, you know what, if I went to bed, I'd be so much better in the morning. Well, actually you can get a whole uh, uh, shortcut into that feeling and breathe for a certain way for like let's say five ten minutes and it's going to create levels of clarity levels of creativity so that you're ready to go again i actually teach classes at lunchtime in central london um in in victoria at a place called remind and uh i get a lot of people um from the uh from the offices around who come and just have a quick recharge and uh, create uh, so they feel like they're starting their day again. Okay, amazing. So we should say a bit about this event you've got coming up with Lululemon as well, because you're an ambassador for them. Yeah, right? so I'm a Lululemon ambassador, and I've been an ambassador with them for not too long, actually. I've had a relationship with them for a while, but was only made ambassador, I think, in, in January, which was a, a real highlight. They, they do it really well. I like and their stuff, man. I have to say, even though you work for my stuff, I got quite into it a while ago. You know nice what? Clothes, I, 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 thought it was just, I thought it was just a ladies' brand, I have to say, and then a mate of mine got me there. Crack yeah, everyone does. Everyone thinks that they just make yoga pants. So like I'm uh, sponsored by them now. But anyway, I do like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, there's yeah. a shop here, and I've never been in it. I just thought that's not for me, but it's good stuff. Well, it? you know what? I um, I never saw myself ever being like affiliated or having a relationship with any sort of like apparel brand. 
Um, but I just found uh, purely through through circumstance that I started to do some work with them and start to build a relationship with them and eventually like the, the reason why I became an ambassador isn't even necessarily about the clothes which are 100% great but it's it's the people it's the ethos behind their their um, their company and how they treat their employees and it just resonated so much with me and I was like these guys are great I've never met actually a person who works at Lululemon that I didn't like like they've They've got their hiring system down pat. Whatever they yeah, do, the they go, cool, man. I like yeah. That. So but, what's this event? So there's low because you're you're speaking and there's a load of people doing this. Sweat. So yeah, it's called Sweat Life. So sweat it's twenty second, twenty third of June, um, and I think it's at the Tobacco Docks, and it's a two day wellness festival, and uh, it's so they fly a bunch of different global ambassadors, um, Lululemon ambassadors in, plus the local ambassadors. Uh, they all bring them in and they teach a bunch of different classes so whether it's your traditional um, fitness classes you know whether it's hit obviously a lot of yoga um, but then a lot of different things as well like I mean so breath work for example we're doing um, I have a session on the Saturday and the Sunday um, in the big space I can fit about 300 people so there's going to be about 300 people uh, doing 45 50 minutes of breath work together which is going to be just incredible um, the that collective energy is going to be nuts but you know, I I I've, I um, haven't been to it. I didn't go to the Sweat Life last year. I'm I'm still quite new to London, um, but uh, I I keep hearing that it is just the best time. Um, it's just a lot of cool people uh, teaching amazing different modalities, movement, um, meditation, and then a lot of speakers who just uh, speak about a lot of different things as well. So you'll move, you'll sweat, you'll learn, and if you come to my class, you'll breathe as well. Amazing, I love your work. Richie Bostock is the breath guy on Insta. Thanks so much for doing that. Uh, my pleasure, thank you so much Cheers. for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much to Richie Bostock. He's the breath guy on Instagram. He's at the Wilderness Festival. He's at the Lululemon Sweat Life on 22nd, 23rd of June. And he's at Glastonbury. Healthy Beast is Healthy Beast podcast on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.